Welcome to Nicole's Hen House. I'm on a mission to help deconstructing believers draw closer to the Trinity. I'm here to help the ones who are ready to run and still feel alone. In this house, we cry about it, we talk to Yahweh about it, and then we get up. I'm cheering for you, babes. In this week's episode of the podcast, we're talking about sin. It's everyone's least favorite subject, but addressing it in a healthy way is spiritually mature and sound and can actually bring you back into alignment with the God. Hi guys, good evening. Um, to quote Reva McIntyre, even if you're heartbroken, the show must go on. So, we are having that moment. Um, I love you guys. Um, it's been a crazy week since the last time we last spoke. Um, okay, tonight's topic is sin, and this is so much fun. What I've realized, my the posture of my heart with this, with the past few weeks is, in general, there's some foundations of our faith that we understand, but maybe they've been communicated poorly, and so we don't understand them in full measure, or even why they're still relevant. Um, when we're talking about things such as repentance and sin and why this is important, the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, it's like we have a very powerful emotional conversion experience and then we remove the doctrine of Christianity away from us because that feels strict and controlled and we don't engage in active partnership with the Trinity because we kind of assume it's a once and done kind of thing and we dismiss our faith but then we believe in Yeshua. So all of these teachings are really to point you to a closer, more meaningful relationship with the Trinity. Um, and I hope it blesses your heart and that it's resonating. My teachings are not going to be conclusive. So these are not going to be like the full measure of any of this. These are just starting points to inspire your faith journey. So as you're searching and seeking the Trinity, please just use these as starting points to start the conversation um, because this is what it's about. This is the tea. The tea is to uh, come into your purpose, which is to stay yoked with the Trinity. Okay, um, if you are in the gaggle, this is on a PDF. If you have just seen it on Instagram, this was in the stories. And if you want, I can put them in the feed. Um, I should put them in a highlight reel, but there's some basic prayers that we have for the hen house. Um, and so there's a fresh start prayer. I pray this every morning and I want to pray this before we get started this evening. Um, this is one of the prayers I took from the Catholic book of prayers. So let's get started. Come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle them in the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, your servant is listening. Speak, O Lord, to my soul. Amen. Amen. Okay, uh, tonight, sin. You guys, sin is not judgment. Okay, recognizing sin, it doesn't mean that you're bad or you're condemned, but it is an act of maturity. It is an act of spiritual awareness where you're finding things that are not in alignment or aren't good or aren't correct and being intentional about changing them. This is a spiritually mature thing to do. 
it's not someone's judging you or I'm perfect the way I am. A, you're not. And B, no one's judging you. This is, this really is a place of autonomy. And um, if you have allowed people to speak into your life, then they might say, hey, like, that's not super kosher and not in a condemning way, but it can be with anything. It can be with mindsets. It can be with behavior patterns. It can be how you're treating others. Um, it can be how you're viewing or rejecting the Trinity and their active role in your life. Um, and not everyone has to have permi permission to do that. Um, like society at large does not have permission to do that with you, but it is your job to listen to the convictions of the Holy Spirit and the people you've allowed to hold you accountable. Okay, so let's address what is sin? Like this is like the basics. What is sin? According to Mother Merriam-Webster, <laughs> sin is um, the transgression of divine law, such as any, any act or transgression um, against a moral principle, or it is the action, so that's the noun, this is the verb, it is committing a sinful act, offense, against a principle, standard, or to commit or perform sinfully. So that's the basics of sin. Um, what is it? It is a violation against a moral principle or a moral code. Um, our code is the gospel of Jesus. Our code as believers is the Bible. This is our faith practice. So if it says not to do it in here and we violate that, we violated the morality of our faith. Um, this sounds very basic, and it is, and so we're going to get back to it and address why this is important. Where did sin first start? Where did sin first start? Sin started in Eden. In Eden. Um, the Trinity created earth and mankind to work in unison with the Father to continue to create without barrier. When the first sin was committed, the law of physics took hold and we could no longer walk in unison with the Trinity. We were separated. And so when we allow sin patterns in our lives, it knocks us back out of that place of consciousness and connectedness and removes us from our alignment. So the importance of recognizing our sin pattern is to bring us back into alignment and back into that original intention of creation. Let's read it, Genesis 3. This is the first sin. And, ooh, my son kind of preached to me about this, and he didn't even mean to. He's three. I'm going to tell you something cool about this in a second. Uh, it's theology from a three-year-old because... The gifts and works of the Spirit are without repentance. So uh, my son doesn't have to actively understand the Trinity to start grasping the principles because the word of the Lord is without fail. But let's talk about the first sin and the error here. Okay. So God has instructed them to stay away from the tree, right? Um, God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. 
But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was for good and evil, was for knowing good and evil, I'm sorry, I just misquoted that. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves one cloth. They didn't know. They didn't know shame. They didn't know condemnation. They did not know anything that attached them and grounded them to the earth. They were always supposed to have autonomy over it. Always. That was the original intent, was to have autonomy over the earth. There was supposed to be no barrier between Yahweh and us, between Yeshua and us. There was supposed to be no barrier between the Holy Spirit and us. Because of sin, we have to earn the right to get back into alignment with these things and be led from our spirit. My son said something really cool when we were talking about this as a family. He said, why didn't they tell them to go, Mama? The first act of sin was taking heed to advice from someone who was never supposed to have authority there in the first place. Adam and Eve were given permission to have dominion over the earth and over the things of the land. They didn't recognize the snake as something bad. They didn't take dominion over their deceit or the deceiver. They allowed him in. The first act is taking heed to what deception says. Adam and Eve were deceived. They ate the fruit. The error here was not just in eating the fruit, but in who they took advice from because that person was never supposed to have authority over their lives. Isn't that some good tea? Munch on that for a little while. I'm going to keep going. Okay. <laughs> the first sin is this. They didn't take their authority. They believed it a lie. Then they committed disobedience. And then they lost authority to dwell in unison. Um, they became bound to the earth. Yeshua, Jesus, fixes all of this. So what is sin? It's a transgression or a violation of a moral standard. It's the violation of scripture. Where did it start? Adam and Eve. We all engage in this. Adam and Eve didn't recognize the error of their sin until they had sinned and it separated them from God. The same thing happens in our lives too. We just have to be diligent to recognize it. How does this get fixed? How do we fix these errors in our life? A, the blood of Jesus covers it. The blood of Jesus issues forgiveness. It doesn't always correct us. If we commit a sin against mankind in this world, we are held accountable for those sins. The scope may vary, but we are still bound by the earthly consequences that we engage in. If we go rob a bank, we're going to go do jail time. Why? Because that's a sin we've we have committed on this plane. The blood of Jesus covers that in heaven. It doesn't always rain down to be free of charge or still held accountable for these sins. 
Um, Alright, so let's talk about Jesus for a minute. I love Jesus. I hate that people, I hate, what I hate about contemporary Christianity is people would spend more, like to spend more time arguing about the epistles and Paul than they do talking about Jesus. So tonight, let's talk about Jesus for a little while. Who fixes sin? Yeshua, Matthew one twenty one. It This was why he came to earth. Um, she will bear a son and you shall call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He was the sacrifice. He was the living sacrifice to cover them. And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized for every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, for you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter says here, Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. This was his, this is the the lifeblood of Jesus is to cover this. Like this is why we love him is because he covers this, and not just once, not just twice, all throughout the New Testament. Five thirty one. God exalted him in his right hand as the leader and savior to give repentance and forgiveness of sin. So forgiveness is the result of the blood of Jesus, as we are forgiven by the Father. In Matthew 26, 28. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. That's what his blood does. It does many things, but one of the things it does is it releases us into forgiveness from sin. Forgiveness is receiving restoration. It's receiving shalom. So, how do we fix it? How do we fix sin patterns? Um, one, we recognize that we're in them. Are you doing something that dishonors or um, assaults mankind or the Father? Um, when you recognize these behaviors, repent. Jesus, I apologize and I repent for fill in the blank, like whatever your action is that's dishonorable. Repent for that. Receive the forgiveness um, that Jesus offers. And this is unrelenting. There is many, there is limitless, unlimited forgiveness. Um, John 20, 23. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. And if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. So forgiveness is unlimited. It is our calling as believers is to issue forgiveness to others. Likewise, we receive forgiveness from the Father. This never ends. It is an ongoing cycle of becoming um, more like the King. If you are new to the show, you might not know that we were on food stamps in 2018. Being on food stamps can be an overwhelming experience. To help listeners who might be starting a journey on food stamps or for listeners who just don't feel like doing their own grocery list, I have released my free food stamp guide. This is a free download available on the site to help women in 
families who are on food stamps learn the skill of how to make meals last and also for reader listeners who just don't want to do food prep. So go to the site, nicolesenhouse.com and click on the free guide at the top of the page. Okay, there are two kinds of sin. There are many sins, but there are two kinds of sins. There are sins against God and the Trin- or i.e. the Trinity, and then there are sins against man. If you read the Ten Commandments, which we're about to do, Exodus 20, let's go through the list. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt because of the house of slavery. One, you shall have no other gods before me. Two, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath. You shall not bow down and serve them, for I, the Lord, am your God, and I am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to the thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Steadfast love is ours. So three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless for who take his name in vain. Four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. So these are sins against when you violate these these are sins against god right the rest of these are sins against humanity honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the lord is giving you you shall not murder you shall not commit adultery you shall not steal steal you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor and you shall not cover your neighbor's house so these are the ten commandments i want to tell you guys something about Number nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Meaning you may not say something that is not true about your neighbor. That goes for how we feel about ourselves. When you speak bad things over yourself or about yourself, you are bearing a false witness against your own identity. And that is a sin. It is a sin against your own self. You are a man. You violate yourself when you do that. So quit it. Quit it. Um, Recognize that you're engaging in this negative mindset behavior pattern and then forgive yourself. Um, Most oftentimes the sins that we think we're exempt from or we think we're exempt from sin because we're not hurting others. Okay. Sins against man include your own self. So are you violating your body with food, pornography, slothfulness, like the seven deadly sins? Those are also things you can do to yourself. Issue your, recognize your behavior pattern. And if this, if you are engaging in sin, then repent and receive forgiveness and then turn away from that behavior. Be restored to the Trinity and operate from your spirit. That's cool, right?
it's cool that we can like go full circle with it. Like that there's always a way back in alignment. This is cool. Um, first John five seventeen. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. So not all sin is going to result in the ending of your life or someone else's life. But all wrongdoing is sin. It can just make your life more complicated. It can just keep you in exile from your purpose. It can just keep you a little bit out of alignment. Um, it's gonna. It's just these little things that can keep you out. Now, do you want these little things to have tainted your purpose? Or do you want to live in full measure your purpose? You want to live in full measure of your purpose, recognize your sin patterns, repent, and then come back into alignment. Okay. Um, how do we prevent sin? You lead from the Spirit. I feel like this should be my next teaching is how to be led by the Spirit. Um, your Spirit is like behind your belly button. Like, trust your gut. That's because... Like, your spirit man is rest behind your belly button. Splunk not from my bowels. This is a lifestyle faith. It's, like, deep-seated. Okay. Um, to prevent sin patterns, one, lead from your spirit. Two, don't violate your conscience. Okay? When you violate your conscience, not your spirit, when you violate your conscience, which is rested in your mind, you are also violating your spirit. So you aren't being led by the spirit, and you're not being obedient to what is in here you're acting out of here so like there's like i'm not going to give them the whole brain part of it but um when you violate your conscience or someone else's so let's say you introduce inappropriate content to someone who isn't ready for it you've just sinned against man when you take something that's not yours you've sinned against man when you've violated someone's privacy you have sinned against man do you get where i'm going with this um lead from the spirit don't violate your conscience and then operate your mind and make decisions from a place of love if jesus says i know who i am because i know who my father is his father the father yahweh is love if we make decisions based on love for the trinity and others we can love ourselves as we love others. Being selfish is not actually loving yourself. It's operating out of your ego, which is protecting your pride, which is like, a, it's a coping skill for, for your heart and love. True love actually loves yourself and walks in a place of submission to the spirit. So, um, when you're making as many decisions as you can out of true love, you can avoid sin. You can. I know that sounds like, um, I don't know that's possible. Jesus is the only perfect person. Jesus was the first perfect person, but we are called to be like him. And so I know this is possible because Jesus said it was. Why does recognizing sin even matter? What is the point of all of this? Why does it matter? Who cares? Um, there's so many things we can do to dismiss this important key factor in our faith walk. 
there's so many excuses not to address it. But the reason we address it is because this is our original intention, was to have, was to have zero barrier to walk with the Trinity in unison to continue creating beautiful things without struggle. We were put on this earth to create without struggle. Genesis 3.23 Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. The reason sin matters is because that curse was never the intention to start with. Our original intention is Genesis 1.28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the, over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over every living thing that moves on this earth. We were supposed to walk without struggle and continue to create and have dominion over this earth. That is why this matters. That is why recognizing sin matters. Um, I could go into the seven deadly sins. I'm not going to. What I want you to do is to be willing to admit where you are wrong. And I want you to do it in a responsible way. So I want you to admit where you have wrong but i don't want you to do it in a codependent way of like well i guess i'm just bad no recognize it repent go walk in power go walk back in alignment with your purpose quit being codependent and go master the earth master your heart master your mind this is what you are created to be okay um let's take communion Lord, thank you for this body that was broken for us. Thank you for the blood of the new covenant. Jesus, you have died, you have risen, and you will come again. Thank you for meeting us in this place and allowing us to co-create with you. You are a good king. I love you guys so much, and I hope as these teachings continue that this resonates with you, that the Holy Spirit enlightens you, and that you feel more secure in your faith, and that you have the skills that you need to be a strong believer. Um, I'm going to pray for you guys one more time, and then we're going to call it a night. Holy Spirit, thank you for being the gift that we receive upon repentance. Jesus, thank you for your blood that makes forgiveness of sin possible and Yahweh thank you for giving us the second Adam Yeshua to allow us to walk in life and in union with you y'all are good and faithful thank you for looking after us 
but God that is good. Lord, I bless my friends. Thank you for taking care of them. You are good. Amen. All right, you guys. I love you. Um, I'll talk next week. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Hen House. It is a great value to me to have your ears tuned to the variety of guests on our show. If you found this content insightful, I would greatly appreciate a review on any listening platform. To contact Nicole's Hen House, visit the site, nicoleshenhouse.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Nicole's Hen House. As always, cheering for you! <laughs>